0: Welcome to HBCU Excellence, where we spotlight and tell the stories of prestigious historically black college graduates. So stay tuned and let's get ready. Hello, my name is Ashley Deadweiler Jones. I'm here with my Spelman sisters, Ms. Andrea Hence evans and Stacy Dugan. Um, we're here to spotlight HBCUs and all the excellence that comes from our institutions. Um, I'm your host, and Miss Andrea is your host as well. Today, we have an opportunity to interview my freshman dorm roommate, Miss Stacy, and talk about who she is, how she um, how she made her steps, how she found her way to Spelman College, and get a little bit more you know information about what you're doing today, Stacy, after Spelman.
1: Absolutely. Let's get into it. I'm Who excited.
0: are you? What led you
1: to Spelman? <laughs> college? What led me to Spelman? So you know, it was interesting. In the eighth grade, I took a college uh, tour, like a, a HBCU tour. Um, but just the South. We went to Howard. We went to Hampton. We went to a few other colleges. Of course, we went to Spelman, we went to Morehouse, Clark. And as soon as I stepped on Spelman's campus in eighth grade, I knew that's where I was going. So Spelman so, was the only school I applied to. So oh, there was no other choice. Yeah, I didn't apply to any other school. I was like, I'm going to Spelman since eighth grade. So that was it. Pretty simple. And then I applied early decision, got in and boom, it was it was easy. Well, how, did <laughs> you, how, how did you
0: choose
1: how you
2: you your
1: major? How did I choose my ma You know, it was interesting because I was, I, when I started Spelman, I thought I was going to be an attorney. So I was going to study to be an attorney, Andrea. And <laughs> um. I, I decided that um, I didn't want to go do like four more years of school. And so, um, and then just remember we were in Atlanta during the time when OutKast album first dropped, like Atlanta was popping in another kind of way. So I was like, oh, I need to get into the entertainment, you know, industry. And you know me, I was the party girl. So I was always in the scene, knew where the clubs were. And so that kind of like my lifestyle at Spellman just kind of led me more towards entertainment. And so um, my major was sociology, but that was just because I couldn't think of any other major that would fit into the entertainment industry. You know, like, you know, <laughs> I was like, I'll just do sociology. But it actually ended up working out because I was talking, I was I was really interested in um, how... Um, The entertainment um, industry, specifically the music industry, specifically hip hop and R&B, you know, our culture music um, had an effect on society. And so, of course, now we can see like hip hop is the number one genre in the world. So back then I thought I I knew that there was a huge correlation between what was happening in hip hop and um, in in. The social and what was happening socially in the world. And so I wanted to uh, really hone in on that. And so, like, I did my thesis around hip hop and in um, society, and it was just really good. So, I really just honed in on that. And then that's when I ended up, you know, working in the industry because. Um, but that was my major. So see, I wasn't anything deep. It was just because I wanted to go into the music industry. My minor was French. And that was just because I had already spoke French. So it was just easy to get a minor in. <laughs>
0: I was doing it easy.
1: I, I'm like, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard. But uh, yeah, one was just like too much fun. Too much fun.
2: Well, look. okay, hey, merci beaucoup. You know, that's, I took merci all those years. Was, you know, merci beaucoup. Right. But you know what, Stacey, let's step back because you're saying a lot. You have a lot to offer and that's why we have you here today. So you obviously eighth grade, something was on the Spelman campus or somebody or something happened that just made the school stand out. So what was that one thing?
1: You know, I don't remember because, of course, it was eighth grade and we how old now? Y'all want to tell your age? <laughs> no, no, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember the feeling, you know, and I remember when I was on the campus, I was just like, let's all those black women and everybody just looking so good and, you know, just all that excellence. And then this campus just being so pristine and then just meeting some of the professors. And then I went, you know, when, when they have people, when you go into the um When you're younger and you go to the college tours, they usually have somebody that kind of takes you around, tour guide, and I'm sure my tour guide was amazing, because I'm telling you, when I left that place, I was like, oh, this is it. There's no other place. It was more like a feeling, just like a warmth and an energy. I knew I belonged there. You know, we excellent Black women belong at excellent Black uh, HBCUs, so
0: (laughs) it was that energy, for real. That's right. Hey, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, you know, and how how, how Spellman shaped you. I know you were you've been in the entertainment, and you can kind of talk about your steps from Spelman into to where you are today.
1: Absolutely. So that that would be a long journey, and so for take sake a time, <laughs>
0: I'll I'll in brevity
1: tell you what happened. So. <laughs> As Spellman, when I decided I wanted to um, go into the music industry, I got an internship because um, I learned as you know, of course, you can get college credit for interning, and so I got an internship at Virgin Records, and so I was um, learning the business, but I was also, you know, getting school credit for it. And I was at Virgin for a year, and then after that, I just kind of made my name known just being as an in, as an intern. Um, and when you're once you're an intern at a record label, especially in the early '90s, like we were there. Is just it was very easy in Atlanta to just kind of maneuver because the the entertainment scene was still very small, so a lot of people knew each other, and uh, just one thing led to another, and then I ended up getting uh after right out of after no in college, then I started working at Earwax Records. Y'all remember Earwax? Remember it major <laughs> record store. Yep, shout out to jazz. Yeah, so that was like the. The record store in Atlanta that was popping, and all the artists would go there. Jermaine Dupri would come, you know. I, and so I met a lot of people through the Earwax too. And so after um, college, I uh, got the job at the at Universal Music because I was already in the industry. And usually, when you get hired for at a label or something, it's usually like you have to know somebody. So it really was I had already made the connections, and of course I knew, you know, I had my ear to the street as far as music is concerned, and so. I got hired immediately actually from the label and um did that for some time and then ended up um delving into food invested in a vegan restaurant while i was at the label and um owned a restaurant in atlanta a vegan raw restaurant called everlasting life for a few years and then ended up moving around went to chicago for some time and then i went to west africa for a couple of years always cooking you know like i was either cooking or Doing something in entertainment. I've been pretty consistent over the past 20 years. (laughs) So, uh, and then I went to, uh, and then I came back here to Vegas about 10 years ago now and um, opened up, uh, opened up, did some things around with Whole Foods uh, in the beginning and just did cooking class and just kind of was trying to recreate a name for myself here in the city or create a name for myself here in the city. And then I was able, had the opportunity to open up Simply Pure, which is our restaurant now and um here we are six years it'll be seven years we've been open in december this year will be seven years so it's a good number you know and we're we're feeling good and so that's basically the, the journey of it all but you know there's all kinds of little stories inside of there but you know for me like I when I look back on everything I'm like you know I was just like made like mad consistent you know I was just consistent with everything consistent with being in the music industry consistent with um being in the food industry and that's just because I'm really passionate about the two so if you do stuff that you're passionate about then you know you'll do it forever. So there we
2: go. Congratulations (laughs) first of all on seven years. And I I have to tell you all I'm not even vegan and when I come to (laughs) Vegas I have my standing lasagna order and my standing nacho order and it's good yeah. <laughs> the question though Stacey so you've gone from sociology to music mm-hmm. to being a chef so when did you actually realize you could monetize that because like you said if you're one of those people that's always cooking like when did you say you know this is actually what I'm going to do as a career
1: that's interesting. So actually what happened was when I was at Universal, some friends of mine came to me and they wanted me to initially invest in the vegan restaurant. And so they wanted me to invest in Everlasting Life which is the restaurant I had in Atlanta. And so I came in more so as an entrepreneur because I was making money at the label. I didn't have any children. You know what I'm saying? I was moving and shaking. I wasn't married. And so, um, I had extra income and I was like, yeah, I'll invest in a restaurant because at that time I was interested in becoming more plant-based and incorporating more veganism into my diet. And so, um, when I realized I think that you can make money off of it was like almost immediately because nobody there were no other vegan I think there was one vegan restaurant in Atlanta besides us and so and people wanted vegan food I already saw that there was a need for it so um I saw that you can make money I think for me um it was more so like how did you become a chef because that wasn't really cooking wasn't really my thing you know it became my thing because I started working inside of everlasting trying to save my investment I was trying to save my money <laughs> like I'm an entrepreneur first and then everything else second so I was like y'all got to get in here and figure out how to make this work because I invested this money you know and so that's how I ended up learning how to cook let <laughs> to figure it out and so um but when I realized when I started learning how to cook then I was like oh you know I realized that I was good at it and um I started getting better at it and I realized too that um there's healing power in plant-based food and so that was one of the driving forces, too, is because I saw, like, within our community, especially within the African-American community, we just weren't eating right, especially being in the South. And and so I was like, no, we got to do something else. And I found out you can have macaroni and cheese. it was vegan and it was healthy. I was like, oh yeah, I'm all over this. So yeah, that was really, it was like a, a number of things. One wanting, wanting to help the community, one of course, to make money, you know, just all, it all kind of coming together. It wasn't easy in the beginning, trust me, cause my food didn't taste how it tastes now. Like the lasagna then didn't, don't taste, it ain't the same <laughs> as the one you're now, Andrea. That was years and hours of, you know, com- of uh, just like perfecting recipes and, and uh, blood, sweat and tears, literally.
0: Stacey, are you, are you privy to tell us some of your uh, most notable clients with um, Simply Pure? I mean, this Absolutely. is, it's, it's gone very well. I mean, I'm sure yeah, you've been yeah. able to leverage some of your relationships in yeah. the entertainment industry. But So who are your big, some of your big clients?
1: Some of our biggest clients, and I won't say they're consistent, you know, they don't, because Vegas is, you know, people don't really
0: live here.
1: like you know people come through Vegas there's more people I I shouldn't say that now there's a lot of people that are living here but um, some of our most notable clients um, that are that when they come to Vegas they consistently come through is Usher that's probably I love Usher I just have to say that he is just so um, he's so genuine you know and he every time he comes through if he doesn't come to the restaurant then he calls has his assistant call and he comes and picks up Lasagna <laughs> I mean he even had me one time I made a half a pan of he had me make um, a pan of lasagna to take with him on his plane to go back to LA so he could have and he had his assistants freeze the pieces and they were calling me like, okay, I gotta warm this lasagna up. How do I do it because he wants a piece now so he had like nine pieces to take with them last time he was here. so um, Usher is, is um, one of our you know biggest supporters. Uh, Erica Badu, we work with her. I've worked with Erica though, like when I had Everlasting Life, is when we started that relationship. Um, and how she just kind of came back and we found each other here in Las Vegas is just, you know, a lot of stuff is just energy and spirit and vibration. And it was kind of crazy how we were reintroduced here in Vegas. But anyway, um, whenever she comes through, she always calls and she loves our enchiladas from the restaurant. Um, and she likes a lot of raw. So I do a lot of pri- more private stuff for her. Mm -hmm. Um, Last time she came, she was on a strict raw diet. And so I did, like, I mean, I had to pull out them. Everlasting Life was a raw restaurant. And so I had to pull out those recipes from back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) um, Who else? Uh, Jermaine Dupri. Every time he comes, he's been really, Jermaine has been a very good supporter of us. Uh, Who else? Bill Clinton has come through, of course. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, or former president Bill Clinton, who's also um just super genuine and um and really is a big supporter of us and loves the what does he like he likes the nachos i think it is that he likes and so um we've just had you know his, his wife of course miss hillary clinton has come through and if we've had a lot of people i don't want to sit here i sound like i'm name dropping <laughs> oh, we
0: want you to name drop
1: <laughs> we do we <they> want- <laughs> she actually came and met her at a club which was real random because you know usually don't meet i was there actually to support she did a show um at a place called blue martini here and one of my friends was opening up and he was like hey um if you want to come through if you want to come i was like yeah i would love to see you can y'all you see can y'all hear me okay yeah who was
0: that person again stacy
1: maya are you all you all hearing me okay or is it breaking
0: up it broke up a little bit, but you said that you went to see someone at a show and you you made you prepared food for them. Who was that person? Maya. Okay. Ah, okay. Maya. Maya, that's
1: how I met her at a club. <laughs> so it was super random, you know, because you don't really meet celebrities at clubs and they end up... So- We were in the VIP section And I just um, Oh, I knew she was vegan So I did talk to her manager And I told her manager That we had a vegan restaurant And then later on in the evening Maybe a few hours later I was sitting by myself And she just came up And sat next to me And just started talking And she was like, hey, you know I think because I don't know why. I mean, it's just spirit because it was supposed to happen. That's why. And so we started conversing and then she said, do you do breakfast? I told her about the restaurant and I said, um, no. I said, but we'll do breakfast for you. And she said, okay. So the next day, next morning, she came eight o'clock and the- she said, she said, I'll be there at 8 a.m. That girl was there at 8 a.m. for her <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. So we did that. Um, and she's come through another time after that. I think she doesn't come to Vegas that often, but, um, She's, uh yeah, I mean, you know, those are the people so far, if I think of somebody else then <laughs> I'll oh, say, uh, we've, we've had quite a few people.
2: Yes, and me, and whenever I come in town for a trade show, hey, um,
0: uh,
2: I bring a crew, and we have our lasagna and our nachos, so it's good to say I'm in good company with all yeah. the other entertainers. But look, <laughs> I know yeah, my... Yeah. And I was gonna say, I know why Maya was attracted to you and it has to be because you're a Spelman woman. So I want to know. Ah,
0: there you go, there you go. (laughs) So
2: how did the Spelman experience prepare you for all of the obstacles that you've had to overcome to be this chef serving this amazing audience that you're talking about?
1: You know, that is such a good question. And the thing is, Spelman instills in you, and I feel in like black women, a sort of like a confidence That you just can't get any any place else like you come out of Spelman if you do it right and you have the you know the experience that you really want to have coming out of there if you really like when you're there at Spelman if you really just get into the culture get into the school get into the relationships developing the relationships it was a couple of things one it just being around all that um power super powerful feminine divine you know African-American black woman energy we got just gives you a confidence you'd be like look I'm I'm, I'm all of that you know I'm, can, we curse on this? can we curse on this thing
0: no oh,
1: we can't? okay because I was gonna curse but okay I still sometimes curse words fly out my mouth when I get excited but um anyway we know that we, we the stuff but y'all know what the stuff means and so yes. um when you come from like that stock it just it, it instills in you that kind of confidence I think that that allows you to um to carry you through so many things and then for me also i think the, one of the biggest things um spelman gave me was the relationships like you all, my friends so you know I've, been, I've called ashley before and been like girl like what the freak is going on <laughs> you know because, <laughs> my, you know when we you got a business and you got children and you got it's a whole thing and so when you're able to de- develop relationships um with other black women that kind of understand what you have gone through and what you're going through, then there's nothing better than that. And then being able to, you know, have that conversation and have that connection, I don't think I would have gotten that from any other place except Spelman. So, you know, for me, it's all about the sisterhood and the relationships. That was like the biggest thing that, that kept me strong, kept me going. So... Yeah. Stace, what, what
0: would what would you say to somebody who's on the fence and they're they're not sure if they should attend an HBCU like in College or versus you know a PWI? What would you say? No curse words, Stace.
1: No curse words. No problem. Words. Um, I would I, I would say you know I don't think that HBCU is for everybody. You know, so I would tell people that if it's something you know you really have to just do what's best for you first. So if you feel like you know, going to another school is um, something that's for you, then then that's fine. But just make sure that whatever decision that you make, that you, you're making it based on what you want and what you're passionate about. So I tell people if you really, really want to attend H B C U and you're a black woman and Spelman is I don't care what kind of GPA you have, I don't care whatever, you need to apply to Spelman. Like first and then you know i'm not you know pooping, of course on other schools but i'm just saying play, apply there if you really want to have that full um like black woman magic experience you're only going to get it from there there's no other place on another school on planet like it so
2: stacy thank you so much uh for taking the time to sit down. I mean, you could just feel the excellence, right? When I think of Spelman, I think of excellence. And
1: you... Absolutely. And you want to be the part of the best of the best, right? So the Spelman definitely has the best of the best.
2: Yeah. That's right. So um, it is just such a pleasure to have you join us today for this interview. It's so inspiring. I mean, to go to Spelman and start with sociology, uh, to go from there to entertainment and to go From there to being a chef, I think that's amazing. And especially during this time, everybody's pivoting, you know, so there are people watching now that are saying, I don't like my job or I have a passion. And I think you said a lot, you know, when you pursue your passion, you have not stopped smiling since we started this interview. So I know (laughs) it's
1: it's funny, you know, thank you. No, during this time, you know, I know that it's really rough for people, um, but we are, it's nothing I can do except stay super positive, you know, and I've always been like that, Ashley. Of course, you can, Andrea, too, but Ashley, being my freshman year roommate, can definitely attest to the fact that you don't see me upset, you know, often for too long. I'm all about fun and the happiness and the the feeling good, and no matter what's going on. You know, we have, like you said, we got to pivot and you pivot to what makes you feel, you pivot toward what makes you feel the best. You pivot toward what fulfills you and makes you feel good. Um, And don't let anybody else, including the government, tell you what you need to
2: do. (laughs) Hey, I want to put Ashley because on the hot for you, seat. You for your life. I got to <laughs> put on. Ashley on the hot seat, though, Stacey, because you've been saying it over and over. Now, Ashley was your freshman roommate. So, Ashley, you've seen her grow up. Both of you have <laughs> seen each other grow up. So, Ashley, <laughs> tell us one thing about Stacey that we wouldn't believe, you know, just something that would shock us, like she was a rapper or she was doing something. That, look, she had to take a drink. But just, <laughs> but just something that – would shock us to say, wow, you are a chef now. Like maybe she couldn't even boil water in college. That's what I want to hear that story. That would be partially true. In college, I was not cooking.
1: That was for sure. <laughs> hey,
0: you know what, honestly, based on Stacy's energy, I'm pretty sure that anyone listening can believe that this young lady is capable of doing just about every and anything and is not afraid. Okay, so um, you know, what, Stacey didn't mention the fact that she played for the Spelman Jaguars. She plays basketball. You know, she was a she was a dance queen at school. She had many trophies. You know, no one could do like the Tuxie roll the way Stacey could. But- <laughs> it go let me see the roll. Hey,
1: roll. I remember being up in the club on the stage losing that losing the uh, Tootsie roll contest to the girl with the big booty because I ain't my booty wasn't big enough but I danced her but my booty you' got to have a little junk junk and I ain't got all of that I ain't never had all of that so I, I lost I came in second place with the Tootsie roll contest but it's all good.
0: So,
2: Stacey, you so you're number one in my book, girl, always, Yes, always. And, and look, <laughs> this interview is number one, right? This is amazing because these stories are what everybody needs to hear, that you had balance in college. You were having a good time. It sounds like you're a dancer, you're an athlete, and you are a celebrity chef. And we want to both thank you so much for spending this time with us today. Oh, and hi. last hi. question, though, where can everybody follow you and find you on social media?
1: Yes, definitely. So, um, just for social media, it's at Simply Pure LV for the restaurant. I like people to follow the restaurant. If you want to follow me, it's fine at Chef Stacey Dugan. But the restaurant, you know, is more the activity going on there. Um, at Simply Pure LV, at all across the board, and um, the website is simplypurelv.com. And if I could say this, let me say one thing that we're doing here in the community in, in light of what's going on. Because, you know, we're in Vegas. And so things here have been happening that, of course, are unprecedented. Everything's happening. This this time that we're in has never been seen in the world. But here in Vegas, to have like every single casino shut down in the city and to see the number of lost, like the jobs that have been lost here has been just unbelievable and so one of the things that we started like in addition to the restaurant we have a um, meal prep program that we started so we were already doing weekly meal prep um, we started doing weekly meal prep in January, but we were trying to figure out like during this time how we could give back to the Las Vegas community since the homelessness population has skyrocketed here. And so we decided to do a buy one gift one program. So every time someone purchases a meal from our meal prep program, then we donate a meal to a family or individual in need. And we have two community partners that we are working with who have identified um, the homeless um, population. And in addition to that, we um, have focused on families with children, specifically in the school system, because the schools are closed here. And a lot of the schools need, um, I mean, a lot of this, the children, they were depending on schools to eat. So we also give gift meals to the families who have children as well. So I, I always tell like to tell people about that because they can also go and just donate. Um, and we can give the meals to the people in need and donate any amount. You can gift the meal, like I said, if you don't live here, um, and that is on our website as well, simplypurelv.com, but we're definitely big on uh, expanding, expanding that because people want, I got a whole story behind, you know, me and a, I took my son out too to feed the homeless the other day. He's five, but I wanted him just kind of see, you know, that you have to have empathy for everybody and these are people too, you know, because as he gets older, he's going to be able to see there's a homeless population and I want to let him know that they're real people. And we went and we uh, gave out vegan, we plant-based food, the same kind of food that we serve at the restaurant. We're not skimping. We still make everything from scratch. And it was interesting to see um, that a lot of the homeless population there, they were asking for um, fresh food. We were asking if they wanted sandwiches and salads, and they wanted salads and, and fresh fruits and vegetables and things like that. So it's good to see everything changing. I think the energy is changing just worldwide as far as even with What's happening with the virus? Um, people just working on building their immune systems and knowing that exercise is important and eating right is important, and it's trickling in all parts of society that we wouldn't even think. Because I wouldn't think that you know homeless people would be wanting salads, but they were asking for salads and fresh fruit. So it's right up our alley. I'm like, oh, we want a salad. I can hook up a salad now. We getting ready to you know do all kinds of different things. So it's exciting. It's exciting times. It's times. Uh, it's a. It's. If, if you know choose it's exciting for us because we're able to of course and make an impact on our community and of course change the lives and um and uh the eating habits hopefully uh in the health of some of the people who are often uh underserved and overlooked so there
2: yeah. we go <laughs> like a true Spelman woman you know we all chose Spelman we made a choice to change the world and you are doing it so thank you so thank much you. Thank, thank you me. so
0: much Stacey you are awesome girl you always have been you shine bright like a diamond lady well, I'm just
1: a reflection <laughs> of you all I'm so serious I so I really thank you all for your friendship you all have been amazing pillars for all these years Andrea every time you come to Vegas sister comes through she comes through more than you ash so that's why i said when you come and when ashley comes she comes through it's always a good thing and uh and uh i'm so thankful for you all really i really appreciate you all's friendship and sisterhood
2: well thank you for joining us and i know everybody when they come to vegas will check you out yes
1: please do <laughs>
0: All right, ladies. Can you, oh, you, you can you hear camera.
2: me? Yeah, we can hear you. You turn your camera off. Did you hit stop recording, Ashley?
0: I put stop video. Maybe I Oh, oh. Well, it's still well, like be a beautiful, beautiful picture of you.
2: <laughs> that picture is so pretty.
0: Oh, thank you, Boo.
2: <laughs> you still recording, at the bottom